0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Newbie Real Estate Investors of New Jersey podcast. My name is Joey Chan, and I'm Jonathan Boyle, and uh, we're here today
1: with Michael Roy Figler. He is probably what you would call the definition of a hustler. He has grown businesses and made them public. He has been a fix and flipper, buy and holder, like wholesaler. He's done. He's even had car uh, car dealership. He's done everything and in the sense that he knows how to make money. So, stay tuned.
0: Hey Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Um, so Mike, t- tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, um, what you kinda do right now, um, and then a little bit about your background
2: as well. Well, that could be a long run. thanks for having me on, guys, first and foremost. Um, so my, my background is obviously uh, a number of different industries, actually. But uh, most people would know me from real estate. Um, but I did start initially in the music industry from about 18 to 23. Okay. I actually worked in the uh, house music industry and was DJing and producing. And then I, uh, I ended up leaving that because it wasn't gratifying enough anymore in in an odd sense, in a different way. And um, I opened a car dealership. And then I had that car dealership, it was on uh, Route 27 in Somerset, still there. And uh, I took a parking lot, turned it into a car dealership basically. And after about a year of doing that, um, I was like, yo, I gotta get into real estate because essentially I was sick of having to sell so many cars. I was like, I'm really good at sales. I understand fixing and, and repairing things to create value in a product and how to turn reposition a product. So, um, I need to do this where there's more zeros and less (laughs) volume. So, and, uh, you know, obviously you guys know Lenny Hernandez. So Lenny and I have been really good friends for like 20 years and, uh, we, Ironically, we actually were flipping cars before we were flipping houses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, I didn't that, know that. Yeah. About he, him. yeah, that, yeah that's he, interesting. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> mention that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, it's not like it was like our jobs. It's just Lenny and I were just always kind of like hustler guys, you know, from yeah. the same like neighborhood. And he was he was older than me. I was about 17, 18 years old when we, we first uh, met and hung out. And uh, I bought a car from him within the first, he would find a good deal in a car. Same. The, does the same thing. He would find a good deal on a car and uh, ultimately market up a couple bucks. And we became friends. We just love, you know, as car guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. Lenny would find good deals. He would wholesale them over to me. I would take the cars and I'd customize them. And I uh, would never leave anything stock. We would do all kinds of crazy things. And then I would take and sell it as a premium car after I drove it for a year, you know, and did this. Oh, wow. It was, yeah, we, you know, we, we did a lot of them. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I, I had three, four cars at all times, so did Lenny. We were just, that's what we did. And Lenny was starting to, uh, flip houses as well too right. so he had a, a couple few years advance on that with me and then that's basically i was like i ran a business like doing this like let's jump in and do this like you know full-time as a business and right. he was really doing it but like he was buying a house fixing up and right, doing random things but not right. to the scale of what we do today right so and then the rest is honestly kind of history really from there so and then i actually real estate and this is probably important for your viewers uh this business gave me the freedom to start doing many other things and that's where I started to segue into the cannabis industry and biotechnology spaces, because I had money that I could invest in other things that interest me. Right. And uh-huh. uh, the, what I learned in going being a part of, uh, you know, at GV Sciences, we took the first cannabis company public, uh, the learning experiences that I got in the corporate world and taking a concept and rolling it out into a multi-hundred million dollar company, uh, I was able to kind of come back here and that's what we're working on doing right now, back in real estate.
0: Yeah.
2: Nice. Wow. So how did you get into real estate? Um, Lenny Hernandez, um, you know, again, we were, it's kind of the same story right. with f- the house, the car flipping and things like that. Yeah. And once I had a car dealership and I was buying and fixing cars, it was just kind of a natural segue. And I was like, you know, hey, Len, I sold the dealership. I was like, let's do this. And yeah. he never had like, he didn't know where to fit me. Like, cause he wasn't, you know, he would buy a house and he was fixing it up. He wasn't doing what he's doing today cause he was still kind of handling other business as he was transitioning. And I told him like, I want to get on a deal. And he was like, I have literally nothing to do. Like, I don't have anything. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. I was like, I'll sweep floors. I was like, I need <laughs> to learn the industry. And he's like, the only thing I could do is like, give you like a $10 an hour demolition job. Yeah. And the irony of this is that I was driving an S500 at 25 years old. So <laughs> 24, <laughs> 25 years old, 24. I think I was when I bought it. And um, yeah, so that was pretty much uh, I went on the job and I worked there for Lenny tells his story the best because he put me there and he's like, I can't believe you're doing this. I pulled up in my S class with my boots and everything. Lenny shows up three days later and there was four guys working under me. (laughs) What? I asked him if I could hire more help, I could get it done quicker. And, you know, building and construction wasn't like his forte. He was kind of buying them putting contractors on them let me know when they're done you yeah. know he wasn't in, no one was thinking about scaling at that time it was just flipping houses on the side kind of yeah and uh yeah he said he showed up on the third day and i basically was like you mind if i hire this guy for like 14 bucks an hour and i mean well, i'm getting paid 10 but yeah. i was paying them 12 <laughs> and getting 14 15 <laughs> and uh i was smart enough that i hired one guy uh, what i did was i hired three cheap labor two cheap laborers at first and one smart guy that knew you know, how, try, how one you- guy that was like a $30 an hour guy. Yeah. And that's how I did that. Lenny, can I get this? So I was getting like 15 bucks an hour for these three, four guys. And I used the overage to quantify the one guy. And that's it. Barman job for two weeks. Teach me this, 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 that. Boom, boom, boom. All right, great. Got it. Goodbye. <laughs> and that was it and that rest was pretty much history from that point on then he was like all right yeah no we got to do this because he was missing that yeah and uh you know he, construction and design wasn't his forte you know he, and um i had a knack for it i was already doing it with cars and everything else and even creating music i understood the mechanics of building and creating things and taking them apart repairing them, so to speak nice
1: wow so i guess when you started doing all that what I guess, what was the next evolution of you guys s- starting your business? Because I know
2: you're working under him at that point, in a sense. No, I ne- we were never. No, no, okay. well, it was we were 50, 50 partners from like day one. I think after that house, it became well, there was more to that. Basically, then all of a sudden we both learned about share sales like at the same time. Mike's like, or Lenny's like, I met this guy. His name is Mike. I think we should call him and we call him up and he starts telling us like, hey, this household of the sheriff's, you know, and like if you go knock on the door and find them, like there's like nine days left and this person can, you know, you might be able to buy the house from them because they have this right. So that just that sparked the wheels right there and they started reading and just started asking questions. And I went to this house and no one was there. And this is a great lesson for anybody when and I tell this when I'm out and I speak. My first deal, I went to the house. that was vacant. No one lived there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What do you think I did? The basics that nobody ever receives another answer to. I just knocked on the neighbors doors. Hey, are these people? Where do they live? And um, I think I made it to the fourth house on the left or excuse me, the third house on the right told me that the fourth house on the left was friends with the wife. (laughs) (laughs) I walked down over there. Um, Luckily, someone wasn't home. At that time, I came back around 530 in the evening, caught them home. Yes. blah Blah, 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 blah. Actually, she moved over to Washington Avenue. Could you please just give her my number? Have her call me. That would be great, you know. I'm I'm interested in buying the house for her and kind of like, you know, vaguely told her the scenario, yeah. which was obvious. The whole street knew. Yeah. Um, so that's it. The woman called me up. I met her the next morning, day eight, and um, I basically told her I could pay her off and get some money she owed, like a hundred mm-hmm. and twenty thousand. And we offered her a hundred and forty thousand dollars for the house, so she got twenty grand, which you know she wasn't aware of. I didn't even know where to sell to the sheriff's so because it was literally my first lead, but like within. 48 hours of learning that process, I had a hundred thousand dollar profit in the pipeline on my very first deal. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was pre- I mean, from that point on, Lenny's like high five for this, we're yeah, doing right. this. Yeah. So, I mean, he was flipping a couple here and all of a sudden, like, we just literally, like got the one, got us, got it going. And I had to take that as my opportunity to do- learn further about construction. Yeah. So again, I-, I bought a $500 pickup truck so I could park the Benz. Mm. And I started showing them my $5 pickup truck and I hired guys and I sat there and hammered and I did demo and I did, because I needed to, if you, to, to me, if you want to be successful in the industry, you need to move, understand all the moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. And ultimately you're dealing with product. Okay, yeah. this is a product and, and it's going to come down to the quality of product. And if I can't quantify what a quality product is and how I can create it and get there, meaning all the line items, how can I really be good at this industry? How am I going to be successful? How can I scale it? So I needed to get my hands dirty on a couple of these at first. And that's basically what I did. And then Lenny and I, I think literally two weeks later got our second one. It was a three bedroom, um, what do you call them? It was like a, one of the houses are shared. Duplex, right? duplex. 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 sorry man. But it wasn't okay. really, but, but it actually wasn't really a duplex. It was like a fourplex uh, okay. and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, two, three weeks later we had that in the contract. So it was like, all right, great, we need money. So we started raising, you know, called up my buddies, he called his buddies, we, just, we got three buddies, we bought these two and then we sat down and we're like all right we have a business like we can do this and you know we're really and lenny was really good he was always a good networker and you know um i was more of the infrastructure numbers and boots on the ground operator guy kind of guy
0: right and
2: basically you know he cast the net out and you know i would knock him down and you know the first year i think we did like 17 uh, like our very first year in business full-blown buy fix flip oh wow so yeah and then from there just so you guys didn't even
1: like start flipping uh, no whole contracts yeah. no
2: nope that was years later we started we did everything a to z wow buy it fix it sell it
0: uh, and w- uh, roughly what what year was this
2: 2005 i want to say okay. 2005 yeah wow. i think it was june 2005 and then come january 2006 where like it, it was full full force and like 2007 was like a killer year for like, we were like, Whoa, so we
0: were really well.
2: Yeah. We okay. broke we broke our, 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 second year in business together, we broke $2 million in profits, um, and mm. at a cost of like 25 to 30% and in, in hard money to our investors. Right. So we netted, you know, okay. basically around a hundred, about 1.5 million in our second year of business flipping houses. That's so, crazy. and we weren't even, and no wholesaling, no <laughs> yeah. wholesaling. So, but the spreads were a hundred thousand dollars on them. So it wasn't. Yeah. You really think about it. You flipped twenty-five houses at an average of eighty-five thousand. Yeah, it's kind of about what it was. Some were fifty, sixty. Some were one hundred and ten. This and that. Right. But we always kind of went and aimed for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's always been my forte, right up until today. Right. I've never yeah. changed that. I
0: mean, I, I think it it's, it was a little easier back then to do that.
2: It, yes and no. There you, was no tech. Right. No social media. Right. Not that I ever used it. Yeah. But it was literally grassroots style. Mm-hmm. So I guess it depends on how you look at it. Right. Okay.
1: Well, uh, back then, hard money was actually uh, more expensive too, right? Or Correct. Was it? Okay. Yeah.
2: So there was a lot of, it, it a lot of <laughs> factors. Right. Yeah. And at that time, and keep in mind, when I told you when I started, I didn't start in it up. I started at the peak and it was doing nothing but going down. So I actually learned this industry in a down market right. and, and while the market was tanking. Yeah. So it was... It was an interesting experience, but my and I can gladly tell you that I did not keep to that hundred grand model very soon when it did. <laughs> um, you know, at that, that point, you know, I had built a big house up in North Jersey. I started building, built a construction crew out. This was basically like year three economy collapsed. Um, at that point, Lenny was starting to do more. We were getting more of the share of sales to actually on the bidding side of things uh, then because we we're doing a lot of redeeming at first. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, all right, well, we'll start bidding now because we need more inventory. We're getting bigger. And that's when the wholesaling kind of came in when the market dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lenny stuck into the, the wholesaling and things like that. And I had developed operations in a construction crew. Mm-hmm. So it was just natural that, you know, we kind of like we basically separated by, uh, you know, because of the economy and default and mainly because I moved like an hour and a half away. Um, <laughs> but that's what I had. That's how I taught myself how to buy virtually. I've been buying houses virtually for 13 years now. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I stopped going to look at houses a long time ago. Wow. I gotta learn that because- You create parameters and tiers. Mm -hmm. Like I have tiers for cost per per square foot of like light remodels, you know, 22 to 26 bucks. And, you know, more heavy remodels, like 26 to 32 bucks. Mm -hmm. So on and so forth, renovations, getting into this up to 40 something dollars. And then, you know, the real heavy stuff and the gut jobs are Mm -hmm. usually around high forties to low sixties. So you're within a very small 20% parameter on each one before it tiers to the next tier. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. So if I look at a house and I know that it's got, you know, a 60 amp service and plaster walls, you know, vinyl side, this, this, and that, I know I'm at, you know, I'm at the top tier. I got right. a gut, so I'm at yeah. 60 bucks. You know, if I've got good siding and this, this, and that, I'm around the 22 to 24 on a remodel. And so if there's hardwood flooring, if there's already existing HVAC, there's no existing HVAC, and now in tier two, we just moved up eight bucks a square foot because we gotta add a HVAC system in and do reducting and things like that. Right. So I broke it down the mechanics. It's
1: yeah. pretty much <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just here like absorbing everything you're saying because <laughs> like i i know that's one of the biggest things that like i'm my, myself um like uh what's the word uh still learning yeah still learning there you yeah. go That, <laughs> those, at least that. Wo- those words work yeah, yeah. those <laughs> words you know input it's, words. it's
2: it's really a, a non-stop learning i mean um you know I've, i still learn to this day they are fewer and much Further between, <laughs> but they're more like the intricacies, the legality. I mean, at this point, I've read, you know, I've kind mm-hmm. of been through everything. Yeah, you name it: course. cesspools, septics, contaminations, EPA. I mean, literally, I've done it all. You know, and, and I've built all kinds of construction at this point. Yeah. So started off with homes, and then you know, they ran into buildings like we're in.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. So what what areas do you uh, do you, do you do well? Do, you do your real estate in? Like oh, in, only I'm, in New Jersey, or are you outside of New Jersey as well?
2: Um, well, now with the <laughs> things we're doing here, I'm back and I'm solely in Jersey. Okay. But because um, we're pilot projecting here. But I've done, you know, Vegas, Florida. I've had real estate all over. Never in a he- heavy, active way. New Jersey was always so consolid- consolidated. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, I want to say it's a tough market, but when you're really good at what you do, it's an easy place to, to kind of rise above, I guess you could say. Right. You know, like I, I don't, I hear some of this, these, these, uh, stories from guys and uh, about like, you know, I had to do some losses and things like that. Like, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, I've never lost on one single deal and I've done well over a thousand, but that's because of the way I explained you how I look at the mechanics of things. There was a couple that I got very small checks, but I own the construction company that I'm hiring for my investment company. And I'm paying (laughs) myself a paycheck over here in the end. So there was like two closings that I can remember that stand out. Um, And one of them, I got like 2,550 bucks and but I probably paid myself $25,0 to build it, and it was in the down economy. It was a three family. It had rental coming in, so like my my worst one, I made like thirty five grand by the time you look at the rent I collected for the few months until I flipped it, my twenty five hundred dollars check in the end, and I probably paid myself twenty grand the construction. So that was one of my worst ones. But if I hired a contractor and I was just the investor, I would have lost. Yeah, because the yeah. contractor would have been twenty percent higher on the fees to build it. Mm-hmm. Um. Which would have been that 20,000 that I obviously right. really kind yeah. of took anyway, yeah. but to get the 2,500 at that point would have been a loss and who knows the timelines. I built it like that. I could have been held on longer, could have easily turned into a loss if I, if I had hired outside help.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: yeah. Makes sense. So quick question. Just uh, it's a, a scaling back a little bit. So how did you find that help that you were looking for when you got started and everything? Just in case anyone here in the audience, oh, no, that's
2: that's good. I don't care what industry you're in. That's always, that's the biggest challenge. It is, and no matter what. It, the, luckily, what we're doing now, we have very high-level people who are looking to come up in, and come into this. When you're talking about like contracting yeah. and you know anything that's in the blue-collar workforce, mm-hmm. if it's outside unions and it's private, it's uh, it's very hard. You know, yeah. I, it took me many years to build my crew, and now I have a crew of you know. Well, now we're down. I was a crew of forty-something men. Oh, at one wow. point actually, I actually have a picture I'll show you guys it was in <laughs> 2014 or 15 it's a picture of me with about 50 people standing behind me all in inter capital and it probably had a dozen that weren't in the photo but at one point we were you are 45 to 50 people a day working every single day on you know anywhere from eight to 12 projects at one time so that's insane that's right it's the scaling that was very difficult it took quite a few years but I had to learn a lot of growth myself and you know go through trials and tribulations and, you know but it's tough it's yeah. very tough. Ultimately, it was easier for me because I actually learned a lot of these things I'm a craftsman when you guys mm-hmm. in this space I des- I design everything we do yeah um, so that that gave me a lot of credibility so when people come into work um, it was actually very funny because even one of my guys made, made jokes about it years ago he said anytime we'd hire a new guy we'd always they'd always have to give they wait and let them find out you know they wouldn't really give them the warning Um, because most people assume like the guy driving around the fancy cars with the big house doesn't know much. And every now and then I would go to like my job sites. This Mm -hmm. is a trick that I would advise you guys get good at one thing. and It's really easy. Learn how to hang moldings around a window and then go to your job site one day and put a hundred dollars on a table and challenge somebody to a trim off. (laughs) I've never lost. And that's how I built a lot of respect by doing little things like that with my crew to show them that like I'm willing to do the work that they're willing to do, that I'm not just driving around a fancy car all day, yeah. that I did that work to get to where I was. And I gained the respect of the men. And ultimately I've had the same staff for a very long time now. I don't think we've only hired maybe two or three people in the last three years. Yes. I mean, it's mainly been the same group of like, you know, 15, 16 guys that have been with me for eight years now, eight, nine years. Wow, Yeah. that's good. So they came up with it, and uh, I let them share. You know, but they they have to. They helped me build this. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I think that's important um, to give them a little bit of your win as well. Oh yeah. Because if they see only you're winning, and they're still making that, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars an hour, and you know, they they're not gonna stay too long.
2: Right. Yeah, I got guys that swing a hammer for me that make six figures. Yeah so oh, yeah. right. and they and they uh, there was at one point the uh michael figler uh automobile program here too so if you wanted a new car just ask the boss for a loan <laughs> so that was actually a good leg up for the guys like that one i was like oh i just gotta buy you guys cars not a big deal yeah nice. no but nice. they're great guys i couldn't do without them so absolutely and we, we try to do things together as a group we do we you know we barbecue a lot when the, when the summer comes we go up to my place up on the top of the mountain and my crew comes over and we spend Saturdays and Sundays they bring the kids up and so we try to do things as a group to enjoy what we build together right so my guys right. built my house for the most part so I tell them all the time that my place is your place they have their family they want to go on a weekend pools yours use the whole outdoor area whatever that's so beautiful. that's the kind of way that you need that's the way you should yeah be. that camaraderie yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we like so. hanging out. You know, my guys like when I yeah. show up on a job and I sit there and I start talking stuff. And, you know, there's yeah. that's cool. You know what I mean? They get that I appreciate and respect what they do. Right. And, um, you know, as a craftsman, you know, I was able to teach them a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. my guy who leads my crew now started as a painter. You know, he's now an A-tech. He now crafts furniture because mm-hmm. we sat in my garage and I, I wanted to make certain things for my home that I couldn't buy. So I went and bought the wood and I'm showing sure my guys I'm crafting and making crazy chandelier lights over my (laughs) billiard room and things like that and we're custom-made coffer ceilings I mean so I mean we fabricate a lot of our parts too yeah we fabricate because we do a lot of concrete work so we build our own molds and then we pour uh and we make balusters and handrails and all kinds of treads and all kinds of stuff so a lot of our homes and you go to a lot of houses I flip you're going to see custom-made products it's on a higher end home anything middle end to higher end right because nice. we like them create uniform I like the house needs to have feng shui to me it needs to flow consistently so mm-hmm. I don't like a different stair tread in the back than the front and so on and so forth so it all has to be uniform and the same so rather than relying on the suppliers and things like that we found that you know creating a lot of our own masonry products was a good leg up uh, mm-hmm. fast and uh, we were able to do really creative things that would be really really costly that would be you know porn retaining yeah. walls and things like that like something that would be a twenty thousand dollar job you know a crew of five six guys can set up the forms and bang it out in a week yeah and it's done where i'm waiting for a week for my delivery of retaining block you know right. and it's a better product and it costs me a fraction of the cost That's- so we- all those ways yeah i mean yeah. Do, you, do you guys even take do you take advantage of incentives from the state no. See, no. every time I flip a house and I buy a furnace, I make sure I buy a furnace. That's over 92% because I get $500 back from oh, the state okay. of yeah, New Jersey. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. you guys do okay. that. A lot of people miss these little yeah, things. they don't understand that. Yeah. yeah, and if you buy that with the package of the higher efficiency uh, gas furnace, all of a sudden that 500 turns to 1,500. Right. Get, yeah. Okay, I
1: did not know that.
2: Well, do you know how much your average 95, 96% furnace costs gas for your average three-and-a-half bedroom, three-bedroom, You know, two-and-a-half baths, whatever you want to call it? It's about a three, three three-and-a-half ton handler. They're five hundred and fifty bucks. The state just gave me five hundred for it. The water heater is about five hundred for the eighty percent high efficiency tankless system. You get those for about five, six hundred bucks. That's eleven hundred dollars in materials that the state will give you fifteen hundred for. Wow. (laughs) Times (laughs) twenty times twenty five houses a year. You know, whatever anybody does. Yeah.
0: Well my uh my HVAC guy uh does all the paperwork and everything for me. So he'll send it out. He
2: has I'll, to I'll get the rebate. Yeah, yeah, he has to mm-hmm. do it. Have to, yeah, the whole license thing and all that. Right. It's cool when you do an apartment building though. <laughs> that's Oof. that. That's a fun check though. <laughs> all of a sudden, the State yeah. of New Jersey sends you a check for like thirty grand on the job. You're like, nice. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that Oof. one. Yeah. So, um, d- how,
0: how many com- How many companies have you brought public?
2: Just oh, this board. is an odd oh, an the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Really, I was just uh, affiliated with two, and there's a third one that I've been advising for the last couple of years. I'm stepping down from all these positions in 2020, though. Okay. But uh, really, I, I call GB Sciences the real one, and I was affiliated with another one uh, that went public, that's still public, and one that's about to go public. Nice man <laughs> that's
0: the man i learn from. <laughs> it i'll
2: start with flipping houses man
0: yeah
2: that's the coolest part about the story yeah. this gave me this industry gave me the ability to have the freedom to be creative and uh go on other ventures that i essentially uh, got to learn things from that i was able to bring back to this industry you know which was it made me much better at it i actually yeah. got really good at this industry by building that company 2014. Mm-hmm. I, I lived, I always had a second home right. and it was in, you know, at one point it was in Las Vegas very regularly and I would fly back and forth constantly. Um, and during that time, I mean, I was told you I was already buying virtually yeah. most yeah. of my, like my personal portfolio in real estate was built. The moment I went out there, I was like, man, well I'm not gonna be there to flip houses and do this and that. So maybe I should just start getting some rentals. Mm-hmm. You know, next thing you know, like I, I was out there for like three years. I came back in 2016 and like 17, 18, I'm like doing my numbers. I'm looking where my rents are. Then I repositioned some of the rents. You sit back and you look and you're like, oh my God, I got $20 million worth of crap. I didn't even realize I had this cause I was really focusing on that other thing. And that was the clear indicator. Like, let's come back and do this industry. And so it's uh, we're looking to disrupt some things in it. Let's say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about that later on, but um.
0: yeah. Yeah. We, um or is it okay to uh give a little preview of what you're gonna be doing um
2: we or, can talk about it yeah, uh, yeah. But... Well, <laughs> oh, okay
0: yeah i mean this this is probably not gonna get released until after your this actual is, release yeah this is probably Anyways. like this is okay,
2: probably, like, this is probably
1: like five six weeks out at least oh we're
2: not we're not even
0: there yet <laughs> oh okay we don't, don't
2: want to i don't want to i don't want to say anything but we're gonna be more than that we have more preparing to do we're okay we're building a lot we're bringing a lot of uh the right people to take this to the level we expect to
1: yeah oh, okay nice so yeah. yeah
2: another few months for us got it so you'll so, know
1: yeah okay no, <laughs> so so back to the real estate sorry like i know we're all over the place here that is still real estate yeah well it, yeah it is <laughs> but um so I, I know you, you seem to, like uh, as we spoke with Lenny and, you know, he seems to be more about like, like finding the deal. And you're more of like the technical aspect, how to save money and how to like build out the product. Uh, what do you prefer? Uh, flipping houses or flipping the, the contracts and why?
2: Uh, you know, I have no preference. Um, not that I do and I don't. I mean, it's, it's I actually like doing because this is fun. Um, I honestly like dealing with people, mm-hmm. even though I really haven't much in the last 10 years, because um, most of the purchases have just been automated or, or the share of sales. Um, I like wholesaling. That's been fun for me because I, I'm finding myself teaching a whole new realm of investors while I'm wholesaling. Because um, one of the things, I don't know if you guys dove into it with Lenny, when we do, when we wholesale a deal, um, the thing I kind of brought to the mix back was we create an entire uh, package where we explain to people this is what you're paying for it. This is what it's gonna take to get it to, you know, a a premium product valuation. And this is, you know, the timelines and the costs associated with it. So if you buy it for this much and you put in this much, you should be able to reap about this much net profits here. It has like some of the the parameters of the loans and things like that. Not everyone has a loan and uh, ultimately, it's like handing an investor, like, here you go, it's a full package, like, and ultimately they know it's coming from us. So they know these, the numbers are real. They double check the numbers, valid- it has validity. And we're able to make sure that we have a solid wholesale deal because um, they're not all solid. And that's the one part I probably don't like about wholesale. I like dealing with the retail public because ultimately people love my product. And uh, many realtors will tell you that they don't advise it, but I meet a lot of the homeowners who buy my houses because there's a lot of unique things in it. A lot Sometimes they even ask, you know, can we meet the builder they, when they realize the builder's a seller he designed it and this yeah. and that so they always have a curiosity and that the coolest feeling to me is that i mean i have gotten some messages from people um from both sides the wholesalers that i've helped and, and you know i get these very inspirational messages that are overwhelming and very kind and then when i sell it home to someone who loves the, my vision and my what i created I mean, there's no better feeling than that. Like, I'm getting paid and you love me for it. Like, that's great. And your family's now gonna come here and create a whole new story in this place. And I love being able to do that. And that's why I have very particular methods on how I renovate houses. Because I do a lot of things a lot of people don't do. I spend a lot of time like making sure a basement looks like it did when the house was built. I go out of my way to take out every little screw, every little hook, every little shelf. Cause when someone walks through that house and they get down in the basement, when it has that sterile feel that like there's not even a shelf on the thing, there's no signs of the previous people. Family had a whole story there and everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It gives them the ability. They see this really as theirs, not someone else's that they're moving into. This is brand new to them, brand new to their family, mm-hmm. and that makes a big difference when you're selling a product to somebody. You know, I don't. You know, a lot of guys I talked to in wholesale, they they know nothing about the retail market, and I'm like, how can you be in this industry and not understand how the public? Views product and right. quantifies it, and what makes a buyer say, "I want this to be mine." Yeah, that's yeah. what I focus on. And when they let me know that all oh, they love it, they want it to be mine, that's the greatest feeling ever. It's actually better than the, the wholesaler feeling. I'm like, "Hey, yeah, we go make some money and forget about me." But <laughs> those people will live in that house and cherish it for as long as they, you know, their family chooses to. And yeah. that's something you you can't buy. That good feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but, I. So to I get paid exactly. for it is like awesome. Yeah,
0: You know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. We we just sold one in uh, Union.
2: And the and the buyer loves us, she loves us, and she, I've had she, buyers reach out to me on Facebook, like yeah. while in contract, yeah. like to look and source me out. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, she, she called me up, um, you know,
0: because because the realtor asked me, hey, is it okay if she called you? I said, yeah, that's fine, no problem. She called me up, and then she asked me, hey, you know, I have these couple of things I want to customize my house a little bit more but I don't want to hire somebody else. I want you to come.
2: I've had that many with. times, Yeah, many times. I was like, all right. And uh, I actually say no, unfortunately, because <laughs> once we move on, we move on. And it's not that we don't want to help them. We do help them, mm-hmm. but my crew doesn't come out. Cause yeah. typically it's something little. And then we, we have, uh, you know, we have guys that are in our, our Rolodex, our vendors call them and right. we'll hand a vendor off to them for anything that they ask for. But yeah, I tried like, even when I build new construction houses, mm-hmm. I build it the way I want to build it. I don't. <laughs> I've had uh, I've had people uh, you know, when I've tried to pre-sell and things like that, I had people come in and one I had one experience, where they're like, well, we want this, this, and that. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I can't sell you the house. Like, there were the finishes were just bad. And I and the business side of me said I can't do that in case this goes bad, you know. First and foremost, deposit yeah. or no deposit, it's just the way my brain works. And uh, ultimately, uh, a lot of people think about one thing they like, but they don't think about how that one thing connects with the other 25 things. Right, And that's, most people don't think that way. Yeah. And then they'll build it and get it away and they go, "Oh." So I know that a lot of people have that anxious and overzealous excitement, and they can tend to make a mistake. So I just try to build what I think I think they want. And uh, ultimately I found that that has been, you know, 100% success rate, a lot of people love it, as you said. And when I get those phone calls back, I'm like, oh, you gotta call this guy. <laughs> and we hand somebody <laughs> over to them, unfortunately. Yeah. But That's why I don't do builds for people because I don't, as much as I love the follow up, right. We're, you know, we're a machine here. So it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to continue to serve as a client.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes
0: a lot of sense. You know, Yeah. I mean, th- this is like w- very unique, like be- because I came from the contracting, pure contracting background and not investor background.
2: It's a good background to come yeah. from. It's easy to become an investor. It's not easy to start off as Correct. a contractor.
0: It, it isn't. I've I've had where you know I did an addition on a home. Uh, one one of my client was a flipper. This was like two thousand six. My my client sold the house. The new buyer like oh I love the house. I want to know who did it. I was like oh my god maybe she she's gonna complain. She's like no. She wants you to put an addition on the house for her. I was like oh okay I'll do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that's good uh yeah. we actually get a lot of inquirers. i've had for years at yeah. least 10 years I've, i can't even tell you people even on facebook have just like they figure out who did it because i advertise nothing i do nothing on social media never right. did yeah. um and uh, you get sued a couple times by friends and things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, some third cousins and things like that start coming out of nowhere and they slip and fall in your pool. You know, you're like, oh, I don't want to be on social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you hear worse stories and things, so we're a little more precautious with that. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, we get I get asked to build people's homes all the time. And we have to unfortunately tell them no. We're sorry. You know, it's, yeah. we're not open to the public.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do the same. You know, a lot of a lot of investors. Um, you know, because of podcasts and because we do a lot of events, you know, they just say, hey, oh, you're a contractor. Oh, give me your card. I'm like,
2: yeah, you guys are putting um, yourselves out there. You're going to get it a lot. Yeah. I'm and your like, work's well, good. I've seen your work. You guys. Thank you. Yeah. Because I've noticed your houses. I, yeah. There's a few people who stand out online. I go, they got it. They, they get it. They get it. Not everybody gets it. No,
0: but I'm like, well, we, we only do it for ourselves, our JV partners and ourselves. And that's it. You know, we don't do it for other you know flippers and stuff like that right yeah you're I mean, better off because i would need 100 guys
2: you know because
0: there's a lot of flippers out and there. and i had
2: 50 men at one point point. Yeah. and let me tell you there's a reason why i'm down to what's now i don't know I, even know I don't know how many guys are how many guys we have? about 15 16 guys right for the core group the three crews yeah. nice. the three core crews that's how i set to run my projects mm-hmm. i have a group of five guys that go in and do the mass prep work like. So we have a demo crew. They go in and they do the demo first, right? And then the, the my bones crew, I like to call them, because they come in and they make all the bones and put everything where I want it, this, 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 that. And then the subs can tend to fall in right line behind them. Yeah. And then my bones crew comes back and does all the finished detail work. I do not leave any detail work to subcontractors. It's just, there's been too many variables with them. Yeah. So I'm better off subbing out all mechanicals, drywall, you know, mm-hmm. everything inside the walls. Yeah. Uh, even the siding and the roofing all that good stuff and then it comes down to it my guys can trim and hang doors and put cabinets in a house in like one week we could do a whole house so literally like you know we do a lot of four or five thousand square foot houses so even when they have like four bathrooms at most two guys you know what i mean yeah. two guys one guy's going to be in this bathroom that you know the, the the regular sized bathrooms will be done in two and a half days by one guy so it's pretty yeah it's pretty simultaneous that's, i do really fast good. work yeah. really fast, really yeah. fast. Yeah, we've no, I mean, I've done 11, 12 day full remodels and things like that, like full oh, blown. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Lenny and I just did a full gut rehab in five and a half weeks and we sold, I believe it's the most expensive house per square foot ever sold in Edison, $356 per square foot. <laughs> Our target was 385. We purchased for 170. Uh, 85 was the, the project, and we were shooting for like 385 was my safe number, but I knew we'd get about four. I ended up deciding to put about 115,000 in it, didn't tell any at all. <laughs> 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 and we sold it for 442.5. We had a bidding war on it. Nice. Oh wow. So that was a three bedroom, one bath home. Wow. That's beautiful. Three press guys. So four hundred and forty two five it was. Yeah. So we ended up going about, you know, sixty thousand dollars over. We went thirty grand over in budget to get sixty more grand in profit. A hundred percent return on investment.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's nice.
2: That's yeah, how you yeah. have to treat it. You have to look. I'm gonna invest mm-hmm. this in the roof. What return can I get if I, you know, choose this option, this option, or this option. And we, we break it down that yeah. analytically. Beautiful.
0: Um go ahead moving forward um what what are you guys um currently working on not not the future but currently
2: well you're in it okay (laughs) (laughs) um i've i've cons i've considerably scaled back for what i'm working on right now um and doing a lot of the active uh flipping um, you know, Lenny and I are wholesaling, building and fixing and you know, so we're kind of doing a little bit of everything not at um, full force, uh, like we had in the past or like mm-hmm. 2018, I should say. Right. But that's because we're doing a lot of planning and architecture right now for what we're developing. Yeah. So in the tech- in real estate and technology space. That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so if you
2: were to
1: talk to a newer investor or a new investor, what's the best piece of advice you'd give to someone?
2: Uh, so we're talking about a flipper, right? Uh, either or. <laughs> when I think of investor, I think of the guy I'm borrowing money from when I first started Yes. he's investing in me. Okay. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so, just so, <laughs> so, I mean, as, as a flipper, I mean, know your product. That's what I always tell people. People want to get in this business. Don't be like everyone else. Honestly, I don't watch a lot of the gurus because like 90% of them don't actually flip houses. Like I know some of these guys and, um. You know so you take take guidance from those that you know are actually really doing it and learn the product if you don't learn the product you're, you're just to me you're chasing it's like a street game and you're not going to survive the next time that you know we, we're at the, the uh doorstep of a correction in the market. And I don't mean, and we're not even talking about just the real estate market, we're talking about the entire, we're a global market now, whether people wanna realize it or not, okay? Mm-hmm. This isn't just the United States anymore. And everything's happening in real time. So things are gonna be affected a little bit more drastically. We have a very unique collection happening. Um, we've had a 10 year consistent positive run in real estate. That's the largest like ever in history. (laughs) So, you know, obviously we're here. And um, so a lot of what we're doing now, to go back to the other question, is where that building and that plan, that new company we're launching is geared up to be readily available for that and to be able to provide services to the public, essentially. We wanna bridge the median, the gap between the investor and the homeowner. Everyone likes a good deal. I don't care who you are. That's why stores have sales. Yes. Right? Everyone likes a good deal. So uh, we believe that the public should have the same types of tools and benefits that the investor has, or doesn't even have. And we wanna put it all in one platform or one place for them. And that place will be the open market. So it's not just, you know, particular properties or wholesale auction, it's everything. So that's, we're spending a lot of time trying to make sure that we're, you know, developing that correctly. So when we do introduce it to the public, um, we'll be able to provide just as good a customer service as products we build. It's beautiful. Awesome. yeah I
1: Yeah. Awesome. Joey, I don't know if you have any other questions. Uh, no, I'm,
0: I'm good, man, uh, with the questions. But um, we're, we're going to have another segment. So, um,
2: you know, we can ask you all in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds good. I appreciate you guys uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, asking me to be on and stuff. Yeah, yeah no, it, it really uh, we're, meant we're a lot.
1: Um, where can people reach you at if uh, if it's okay with you? Uh, Michael
2: Ray Figler is my Instagram and my Facebook. That's pretty much all I believe I have. So that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. awesome. And look for our launch. In the second quarter of this year in 2020. Awesome. You thank, you. Cool. thank you. Appreciate so
0: much it. Guys. Mike, thank
2: you. No problem. Take care, everyone.
0: Bye bye.